Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Episode number 41 of the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. We do it for the Handshake Media Network and we are doing this from self-isolation. Pricey in the chamber at home. Mate, How have you gone stir crazy as of yet? Yeah, mate, I am. I absolutely am. It's uh, it's weird to be doing this in a new format this week over the phone with my brother. I don't get to stare into your long-lashed, beautiful eyes. And I and, don't get uh, to smell you anymore. It's weird. I know. I just don't know how we're going to get the banter this week. Uh, there's plenty to come and, uh, you know, there's plenty to get through. I mean, regardless of the fact that it's been pretty slow news- music front, uh, especially with tours and all that, there's still plenty kind of happening at the moment, I guess you could say, really. There certainly is. And, and like, I'm really loving seeing the creativity of bands, you know, getting online and, you know, maybe they're streaming on Twitch and they're playing games and, and you know, talking to their fans that way or maybe they're doing acoustic, uh, you know, live performances you know via facebook or you know maybe they're you know selling their merch online or making you know exclusive merch pieces like i'm, I'm loving seeing all of that yeah and it's good and it's keeping us all keen to get behind these bands as much as possible but uh we'll talk about what some of the bands are getting up to in a second right now let's throw to the heavy newsroom with ebony story take away the heavy news from isolation hello from isolation There's not a lot going on right now, to be honest, but hey, we'll kick it off with something to look forward to. Parkway Drive will be streaming their doco, Viva the Underdogs, this Saturday on YouTube. It's free and one time only, so write that in the diary if you haven't seen it before, or if you have, watch it again because it's great. And speaking of docos, have you watched North Lanes yet? It's called Negative Energy and it dives into the making of their album Alien and the struggles and triumphs they faced, which if you didn't know, there were many. You can catch that one on YouTube as well. And in new music, US band Slaves released a new track. It's called Talk to a Friend. And if there were ever a time to literally call a friend, it would be now while we're all stuck in isolation. Chuck this one on and reach out to your mates and check in. Trivium also dropped the title track from their upcoming album, What the Dead Men Say, which is hopefully out still on April 24. And look, if this one doesn't help you get through this month, I don't know what will. Lastly, in tour news, well... Everyone's rescheduling at the moment. Lately, we've heard from Wax, City and Colour and Faith No More making some huge changes to their tour schedule. But hopefully, that means that the second half of 2020 will be jam-packed with gigs, right? We can last until then. Anyway, that's it for now. Stay heavy in isolation. Cheers, Ebony. Now, uh, one thing we didn't mention, of course, today, by the time you hear this, it's all done and dusted. April Fool's Day. Like, the world is an absolute joke right now, Pricey. You'd have to admit that, right? Oh, it's it, it's so weird that we're in a spot where April 1 rolls around and the world is so different and so odd at the moment that, like, very few people bothered with April Fool's. Yeah. Because everyone kind of knows we're all just kind of at the end of the tether anyway. Uh, but we do get a couple of rad ones. Um, and I think the most important one is probably uh, – in Hearts Wake, rolling yep. out the the Hellbringer, <laughs> uh, the Hellbringer artwork, and and sort of, you know, we all know they did it a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, uh, they they said they were going to release the third part of their sort of 
uh, eco yeah wave, wave skimmer or whatever it was yeah uh, earth dan yeah, earth um, earth walker sky sea dancer sea skimmer and now hellbringer like this is something that they do and they do so well and the thing that you know makes in hearts wake have the last laugh is the last time they announced this april fool's gag like they sold the merch that they said they had. So, like, you know, it's a situation of, like, ha-ha, that was a joke. But also, if you want in on the joke here, buy this stuff. Well done. Like, In Hearts Wake are great for that. And I think, regardless of the fact of all the shit going on in the world right now, it was good to see them have a little bit of a laugh like that. But also, they wrote April Fool's question mark, which kind of, we all know there is an album coming. Oh, I, I, I didn't even click. I didn't even think so about it's like, that. Yeah. Even though it's a lull, they're still fucking with us. Yeah, and we know, like, having having obviously heard the last single, um, Worldwide Suicide, it, it can be based around the fact that the world is turning to shit. So we don't... So we don't yeah. It's kind of like that whole meme of, like, maybe you'd like to come around. Just kidding, unless... Just kidding. You know, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just sort of... Like they're like, just kidding, unless or or are we that kind of thing? Like, I guess you know, <laughs> exactly. only only time will tell. But like, let's hold out a little bit longer. And uh, I have to say, like, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet. But In Hearts Wake song, like, holy shit! Like, there's only a couple of songs released so far this year that I've had on repeat. Uh, one being Race yeah, Car yeah. Blues by Slowly banger, Slowly, right? Vagabond by Polaris, and and this song here has crept into my Spotify. You've played this over a hundred times. Settle down, yeah. prick. Yeah, but I yeah, love it. Yeah. Like, I'm it's keen. A- Crack and I'm keen to see what the boys do next, but uh, you know we have to obviously wait for that. We won't be waiting too much longer for Friday. New Music Friday is going to see some big releases. Obviously, one of the most highly anticipated ones of the week is August Burns Red and Guardians. Yep, yep. And I mean, they just dropped their new, like the third single from it last Friday. It's called Paramount. Paramount. Um, what was that? Paramount. Yes, yes, yes. So it. You know, we've seen three really solid songs from these guys. Like they, they really haven't, you know, they really haven't missed a beat uh, on this record yep. yet. So, um, you know, I'm going to make it the faction feature album. Come As Friday. you should, yep. Uh, you know, and you know, it's just like, man, there's. I don't think they can set a foot wrong, to be honest. They've they've really smashed it. They're on uh, a roll right now. And look, the last two albums have scored them a Grammy nomination for one of the songs on those albums. So, you know, I know a lot of people go, oh, why would you even care what the Grammys think? But in this situation, like, if you're doing something that gets exposure like that, that puts you on a global and, and scale for your music. Consistently, exactly. Then, yeah, they can do no wrong. And I've had the opportunity to listen to the album through as well. And, like, yes, they're doing... They've got that formula that works for them, but they're also adding new elements in there as well too. Some solos and some proggy genty kind of stuff. But you know that's yeah. that's what August Burns Red have all, always done. So like you can't you can't talk ill about a band who have been doing something so well after all this time. Yeah, I'm a mad fan of Violent Soho. Always have been, yep. always will be, and I'm loving the progressive sound that the boys have. Now they've been together for 18 years, and they're about to put out their new album. The uh, the aptly titled "Everything Is A OK in a World Where Everything Is Turning to Shit Around Us." And what's weird is, I mean, certainly when they named this album, they certainly couldn't have predicted this was going to happen. Yes, literally week of release. <laughs> We kind of need that message right now. It's like, it's and it's kind of satirical as well. It's taking yep. the piss out of like, yeah, everything's a okay. Just 
fucking lol, lol. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like so. But look, to me, like I, I, I love the irony. I love that it's, it's played out this way, and they, and they, they had no control or, I, they, or ability to predict where we'd be at. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not in poor taste either because, like you said, you can't predict that something like this was going to happen. So roll with it, get the album out there. And for those who have enjoyed Violent Solo over the years, like you've still got those elements of those, those banging post-grunge like alternative rock tracks that, you know, make the band known. But also, like, I feel as the band get older, they're sort of getting to that point where they're maturing now. So there's a couple of slow jams on there that, you know, uh, the songs you, you chuck on in the background while you're sitting around a barbecue on your own at this point in time because you can't have mates around. No, you won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, just get yourself a Zoom party and play the new album with a bunch of mates and and punch a few cones, if you will. But, like, you know, that's pretty much, like, the emphasis of what Violent Soho do. So it's a good album to see where the band have come from. And I don't necessarily want to say where they're going, but also a stripped-back version of, like, hey, you know, you've got the banging tracks that are going to go off at live shows when they eventually come back, but you've also got the slow jam songs that are going to be ones to catch your breath at and, you know, check out when you go see the band live again, that kind of thing. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll be up front. Look, this this record's probably a little light on for me, but I can I can see where the guys are going with it, and I think they've, they've delivered, like, what is a, an essential Violent Soho record in 2020, and, yeah. and I, I really applaud the guys for doing it. It's not my jam per, per se, uh, but... It's obviously resonating with a lot of people right now, so I'm, I'm I'm stoked for the Brizzy Boys. Yeah, absolutely, and they're following in the footsteps of Powderfinger now. Like I, I believe that they are going to get to that point now where, where someone mentions bands from Brisbane, you're going to have Powderfinger and Violent Soho oh, as front runners. There, frankly, they're they're they're, they're, they're absolutely yep. That you can safely say that, but I reckon around the country they need a bit more exposure in terms of that. So I reckon yeah, yeah. this will be the album to do it. Nice. Now, uh, for old school metal fans, we were supposed to see them at Download Festival, rest in peace, but Testament have put out their new album as well. And, you know, this is doing it for the, the old school metal fans who are like, there's too much metalcore in the world right now. Give me some classic metal. Testament. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much all I've got to say on the band, really. Like, look, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy a good metal album from time to time, but I feel like... My version of metal appreciation goes more towards bands like Test- uh, uh, Trivium. Like, I'm really yeah, looking yeah. forward to seeing this new album that the boys have been doing. The last one, for me, caught me off guard, and it was the very first album that I ever gave a 10 out of 10 rating to. So um, really? this new album from Trivium, I'm really keen to see what the boys do and how they open it up and, you know, how they, they go from what they've done um, with the last album, The Sin and the Sentence, to this new album, what, to this new one, What the Dead Men Say. So, you know, yeah. let's hold out a little bit longer for that one. Yeah, look, I've added all of the singles from that record so far. I... I can't fault it whatsoever. Yeah. And this is from a guy I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a huge Trivium fan in the past. Um, I kind of thought they were samey-samey, but the crikey, all of the, all of the um, singles that have been released so far off this record have just been catchy as fuck. Yeah. Talking about catchy, though, like, metalcore is ingrained in our veins. Like, if, if you're a metalcore fan, you know and appreciate anything and anything that comes out from a band within the genre. But Broken Earth caught my attention, and you put me onto these guys. Yeah, look, Broken Earth, uh, they released their single last week, Dance in the Dark. It got added to a bunch of Spotify playlists already. It's garnered a ton of, uh, you know, 
Higo played it on uh, Hard and Heavy last night on Triple M. Like the, there's there's something bubbling up there, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go in the next like little while. Um, you know, these, they're not a huge band yet, but I think this song "Dance in the Dark" is a really really good indication of where they're heading. And I think there's the, and you know they had discovered Mag in the UK, like put them in there, you know ones to watch in 2020 yep. sort of list and all that sort of stuff. Like there's something bubbling away there and I'd like to, I'd like to see where that goes. Awesome. So check out Broken Earth. Now I'm a massive hymn fan from back in the day, not the oh ones singing yes. the gospel, but Villa Valo. Absolutely. Like I think like you, you can, you can appreciate a good looking man, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I used to consider myself somewhat of a little, little goth there at one point you were we've all seen the photos pricey no one can photoshop that shit yeah but look back in 2017 for those who have been living under a rock him announced they were calling it a day and like gothic fans all across the world shed a tear and you know that the eyeliner started running a little bit and we haven't heard anything from this band or or this member uh since then but out of nowhere, he dropped a three-track EP called Gothica Fenica Volume 1 and three songs on it which are akin to to him back in the day. So, like, Definitely. not not got venturing too far away from the, the subject material and, you know, releasing songs that the, the older him fans can follow him into this new era with. I was a really big fan of Saturnine and Saturnalia. I yep. think that is... Oh, that was... That's... Of the three tracks, that is 100% my pick. I, is, I loved it. Which is weird because I loved Run Away From The Sun. Like, okay. Then that's what I mean. Like, what, Okay, what was your, your go-to hymn song, if you can think of one off the top of your head? I mean, I might get a little bit criticised for sort of, you know, picking a single, but rip out the wings of a butterfly, man, for no, sure. For me, I pick a single too, Buried Alive By Love. Nice. Two great tracks. And look... If you if you haven't had the opportunity to to discover him, this was like back in the CKY days for me. So like early Jackass, and that's how I discovered yeah, yeah. the band through that. I even at one point wanted to get a hardogram tattoo on me at one point. <laughs> oh, can't, we should do that anyway. Kind of kind of glad I didn't. But you know, with that said, appreciate appreciate the music and and the era and the time of you know what that made you feel. It's the same reason why I won't get this. 30 Seconds of Mars, tattoo lays it off my wrist. But uh, I mean, that's... It can't be as bad as the tattoo that I nearly got, which was the... Uh, do you remember Pete Wentz's uh, clothing brand, the the bat with the heart in it? Um, I'm I'm going to say yes. All I can think of is Pete, of Pete Wentz is that photo that went around the internet that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I almost got <laughs> Pete Wentz's uh, clothing brand label nearly tattooed on me. Oh, well, you know... Very close, very close. We all do stupid stuff in our life, don't we? Yeah. Sometimes it lasts days, sometimes it lasts decades. But anyway, uh, and malevol- malevolence. Now, if you got the opportunity to see them at Invasion Fest earlier on this year, like you know how it's heavy these guys proper, proper are. Hardcore. Exactly. So if you're frothing the hardcore and you've been waiting for something like this to come, they've got their new EP on the way. It's called The Other Side. It's coming out April 24th. Three new tracks, and you know this is going to go hard. Yeah, I mean, there's... There's nothing that pretty much I think all of the bands that played at Invasion Fest this year, that's pretty much like the set of like the hardest bands yeah. in the world. Like that would have been I I wasn't there. I don't 
Do you, you didn't go though, did you? No, you, no, no. I wanted to, but like, along, yeah, though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam Rice, who uh, writes for us, he Was flew up from back. Melbourne, wanted to go there specifically to go see this festival in action. And yeah, everyone who went to the festival knows how good it was, apparently. So like, you yeah. know, hopefully when things clear up and they bring it back again next year, because you know, it took a year off. Yeah, it should hopefully, you know bring back that heaviness that people want. You know, you, you look at a music festival like Unify, that's probably one of, like, the, the best, heaviest festivals that cater to, like, the metalcore, hardcore kind of generation. Whereas, yeah. you know, Invasion Fest is more of, like, the heavier core kind of stuff. So, like, you yeah, know, yeah. if you like your music a bit more on the heavier side and you want to throw down, do stage dives, that's where you need to go. And, you know, we've got to give a shout-out to Ash Hull for bringing it back in and going nuts again this year. Yeah, big time. Now, uh, New Zealand is a country, um, for those of you playing at home. <laughs> They're currently in lockdown right now, but that's not stopping a whole bunch of bands over that way getting our attention. Now, in the past, we've we've covered the likes of Seas of Conflict, and I love what these guys have behind them and where they're going. And shout out to the boys over there doing their best to get through this. But another band came into my eyes this week. Crooked Royals is the name of those guys. Yeah, yeah they dropped uh, they dropped a new single, Copacetic. And, uh, boy, it dropped hard. So, the like, they got added into, like, playlists the world over, like, to well over a million uh, people in the audiences of those playlists. And, and uh, yeah, it just dropped real hard, real quick. And, like, props to them. They've, they've dropped a really cracking song. So, um, that, you know, that's going to be – they're going to be ones to watch, I think, coming uh, – and I, I – you know, as soon as all this is over, I can I can guarantee I think we're going to start seeing them making their way over here to Australia. Like I bloody hope so. Look, yeah. between them and Seas of Conflict, like they've been teasing us going, hey, look, we've got this great sound behind us. Seas of Conflict are open for North Lane over in New Zealand. And I was like, bring it to Australia. Like I want to see those guys down here. So like this – Come to Brazil. This – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this New Zealand invasion that we're seeing right now of bands from over that way, like proving, you know, they've got a uh, a great talent behind them. We need to see them on the on our shores, and you know, we we share like um, residents between Australia and New Zealand. So surely at some point we can just share bands and swap a couple over that kind of thing for a weekend. Sure, sounds good. All right, now uh, we know that self-isolation is sort of getting to the point where it's like if you're not in a band, you can't write a song, or if you're not in a band, you can buy band merch, but that money that you get can only go so far. So what are ways that you can occupy yourself behind the scenes? And this is one thing that we were talking about before, Pricey. Uh, We're stoked to see Parkway Drive's documentary, Viva the Underdogs. They're going to premiere it on YouTube. For those who missed it in cinemas, and also, you know, if you – if you loved it and you want to see it again, they're going to play it for one time only. Premieres on Sunday, our time, and uh, this is your chance to check out what the boys have done. If you missed it in cinemas, yeah, I I love that they're doing this for people. That it's it it really rings true for how how much the guys really care for their fans. Yeah, and and you know they're doing this as a as a thank you for all of the support. They're doing it as a a way of you know, helping people in this time. They're doing it as, you know, they want to share their story further and wider as well. And yep. It's it's just inspiring. Like, I know we keep coming back to the word inspiring about Parkway Drive, but... They are. No, there's no denying that's that. That's all they yeah. are. They, yeah. they, they, they lead the pack. They, they, you know, they're the ones that are innovating at every turn, you know? 
And everything that they do, you know, it, it, it turns to gold. Like, we've watched this band progress from the Byron Bay hardcore days to now where they are, and this is all evident in this this documentary. Like, I'm not going to reveal too much for those who haven't had the chance to see it, but, like, you see the struggles they go through. Like, not everything with this band is perfect. We Yes, we see the victories, as with everything. Like, you know, anytime anyone tries to do something, you always see the good news. You, you barely see the, the, the bad stuff that happened behind the scenes. And there was plenty of moments during that tour of uh, Europe where, we saw that and and even in the US as well like this band struggled with a bunch of stuff and they're at the peak of their game so like you know um, it, it's a testament that they keep going and keep delivering on and on and on as the years go by absolutely absolutely and look we're going to see like the next reign of bands coming through like North Lane as Ebony mentioned in the news before they put out their uh, new documentary Negative Energy which is all in the lead up to them recording the album Alien and taking that on tour and like the struggles that Marcus had obviously sharing those stories which then became the soundtrack to that album Uh, it only goes yeah as she mentioned it only goes for 30 minutes but like that's another way that you can pass the time checking that one out yeah I watched it last Friday night um, while I was just chilling, waiting for my like online workout uh, Zoom call to dial in. Weird flex, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and like it was way, way more intimate than I, than Expected, I thought I was going yeah. to be getting into. Yeah. And look, music documentaries uh, are all over, the, all over the internet. So you can come across different ones that either, you know, make you feel good or, or take you behind the scenes of a band and, and shows you, like, the dark side. And for North Lane, that was a dark side that we saw. Like, you know, they had to cancel a tour and, and it was almost like they had to hit rock bottom. And, you know, once again, using the word inspiring, it's great to see them come out of that rut and, and do what they did with that Alien tour and the album itself as well. So, you know, it's a good one to watch and go, wow, they really did hit the, uh, you know, the depths of hell with that album. But the way they came back on top again was just so sick. And the way that way that people got behind it too and the message is just... It's incredible. It was bloody good. Now, music documentaries, um, th- there's one I'm going to say, and I know I mention this guy in every podcast, but he's just ingrained in my life, so eat it. Uh, the Pursuit of Tone episode they did with Tom DeLong was amazing. Like this was done. This was done at the point where uh, he had just left slash got kicked out of Blink One Eight Two, and obviously he's talking about uh, the songs he wrote and the guitars he played, and he goes through all of this from like the early Blink era to you know the the global domination pop punk days, and then Boxcar Racer even gets a mention in Angels and Airwaves, and it's just a really it's one of those documentaries that I will watch twice a year, if not more, because it's just such a a, a great look into this guy's life and his musical career. Nice. I mean, I don't really know a lot about Tom DeLonge, so maybe I'll check that out. Do it. Well, what else are you doing with your life now, Pricey? Well, working. Um, And working out. (laughs) What about other shows, Brown? You, uh, you know, you binging anything at the moment? You know, (laughs) stuff that's not necessarily... You don't want to know. I joined the cult that is Tiger King. Uh, Oh, you you did, did you? It's not related to music, although there is a bit of a controversy surrounding a couple of the songs that are in the, um, the show itself. But, like... Everyone was talking about this and, you know, when you've got nothing better to do with your time, I, I highly recommend, like, if you've, if you've sought out everything else, if you've played as many albums as you can and you've got a spare 10 hours, watch this show. It is absolutely mind-blowing how these people exist. So, I don't know if you saw, 
Will King from Wind Waker changed his name to Tiger King <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Like it's it's that it's absolutely that, wild. It is insane. And look, it, you you want to be able to watch this to to see all the memes and understand what's going on. Like it's, and I'm not just saying that to you know be a sheep and be part of the crowd and all that. Like you need to see like the the premise of the show is about the you know those farms that are all through the US that have like tigers and it's not a real zoo. It's just like a bunch of cages and all that together the hell it's all it's all it's all incestuous like i thought you know you you have a look at these zoos over there and you think they're no way shape or form connected but it's so connected in just some creepy dark and twisted way that after every episode you'll be sitting there going what the hell is going on with this show i've no idea but i can't turn away it's it's like a train crash but like you you have to look you have to look and see what's going on what the fuck? So, yeah, look, if you want to kill some time, highly recommend that one. What are you binging at the moment? Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a touch, uh, you know, predictable here, and I, I've, been, I've been going down the sci-fi route, uh, as you can probably predict. Um, I, but I've been riding both sides of the uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek uh, age-old battle, and uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been watching both. So, oh, you're you're joining you're joining forces. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm open minded, you know. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been watching Star Trek Picard. Yeah, look, the the newer one, I I can get that, I can understand yeah. that because you know they it's just like the Star Trek movies that came out, the newer ones. They they yeah. were great. They were amazing. Uh, yep. But you know, in terms of like Way you know going accessible to the to the like the normal like person on the street i think that aren't necessarily star trek tragics spot on all right so like if you can put all that aside um then yeah you'll you'll make that work yeah honestly star trek picard's like really easy to to access you don't need to know very much at all about star trek in general just that star trek uh, just that picard was once the captain of the enterprise that's kind of it uh, that you need to know, and it just goes from there. And look, they've um, brought Sir Patrick Stewart back for the role as well, so like you can't get better than that. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other side of things, and it's not quite finished yet, uh, but I've been watching uh, Star Wars, uh, The Clone Wars Season 7, and that's like, you know, finishing off the, the show that got finished, uh, that never got finished back in the ah, day. Ah, that's so, right. I remember, yeah, so Disney Plus brought that back, right? Yeah, so uh, Dave Filoni, who you know is responsible for Star Wars Rebels and um, and and uh, Star Wars Resistance and all that sort of stuff, he he's the one who started uh, Clone Wars back in the day. It was held by George Lucas, and then when all of the Star Wars stuff was purchased by Disney, uh, the Clone Wars season seven got shelved. It, it just got like they were like, right, well, you know. We, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Now. Let's let's focus on this new trilogy and these, you know, movies like Rogue One and Solo and all of that sort of stuff. And now, with the success of The Mandalorian, they've I, I think they've kind of gone back to it and gone, you know what? Let's finish this story off because, you know, I, I they did release, uh, like a version of season seven at one point there with like unfinished graphics and all of that sort of stuff. As a like, ah, uh, yep, this is where it was when we... Yeah, sort of, gotcha, okay, yep, yep, yep. The yep. state it was in when we, you know, here, this is the this is the only version you'll ever get of it, so here you go. And But now they've gone back, polished it up, finished it off, 
and uh, added in new episodes and new storylines. Like, you know, they've, they're filling in the gap there with Ahsoka Tano, um, a character that's become a real like fan favorite over the years. And she popped up again in, in both uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels. And then also later on, her voice is heard in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, there's, there's a, uh, there's a real like sense of finality there. And, and yeah, I just, I can't wait to finish it because they're, they're talking about the last four episodes of it being like uh, a two hour movie uh, sort of length event. So, uh, you know, featuring Darth Maul and a bunch of other people. So like uh, the nerd in me is just like, Oh, give me all the episodes at once. I want to binge them, but they're releasing them weekly. All right. So you're pretty much up shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah, I'm just nerding out, wanting more. All right, well, if you want to nerd out too, you can get involved with that. If you've got any recommendations of documentaries music-wise that we need to see, make sure you get in touch. Uh, Before we leave, Pricey, I wanted to give a shout-out to a very special person. His name is Machine Gun Kelly, and I have been against this bloke for a while now. It's not because of the fact that he's a rapper. It's just that I feel that this new age of rap and mumble rappers that, that rose to fame, like they didn't really do it for me. And you know, you're you're a rap fan from way back in the day, right? Uh yeah, and and I think you're I think you're right there in that. Like, I, I like hip hop, and I like uh, you know sort of harder edged uh, rap and all of that sort of stuff from back in the day. But yeah, this newer generation of hip hop, it's really missed me. Because uh, mostly because I feel like they don't really have much to talk about, and what they're saying is just. They're just flexing, and I don't think that's necessarily... And what are they flexing? How do they have so much money so early into their careers? I don't get that part. Uh, probably Xanax dealers. Oh, I probably. Know. There you go. Look, i got to give a shout-out to the lads from the Backbone Sunday Sessions. They've been uh, talking about Machine Gun Kelly for a while now, and I didn't listen because I'm an idiot, but uh, he's teamed up with Travis Barker, and we do know that they have a pop-punk album coming out together. So obviously he's moving away from the rap elements and he's doing this. And the pair put up a song, um, a cover of Paramore's Misery Business. And to be honest with you, like, it actually caught my attention and now has me keen to see what else he can actually do. Okay, I'm going to check that out then. Now, Travis Barker, we know he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time when it comes to (laughs) drumming. So when you team a GOAT up with... I'm not going to call him any way, shape, or form, you know, a goat of upcoming rap. That's that's not the case at all. But, like, he's proving that he's not just being pigeonholed into one category. Like, I guess, all those bands that want to try different things. So he's not just going to yeah. be known as a rap guy. And, you know, this is evidence of the fact that he can adapt to a different kind of musical style and then bring in... A, a, a plethora of new fans. I've I've gone and had a look at some of the stuff from the back catalogue, and yes, a lot of it's rap, but there's a lot of like poppy kind of rocky kind of stuff in there too. So like you know, I'm I'm now keen to see what he can do, and this will now bring him in with us more so than before. Yeah, totally. So yeah, make sure you check that one out. Got to talk about this week, Brownie? Is it not? That's it. That brings us to the end of the Matter of Faction podcast, episode forty-one from Self Isolation. We do it for the Handshake Media Network, but I guess it'll be more of like an elbow tap network right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. Uh, but that's it. Make sure you keep in touch with us and, and make sure we don't go so crazy. You do the same as well. Get out there, support your band, stream them, buy their merch, and uh, let's get through this self-isolation as best as we possibly can. This bloke over here about to say hi, that's Pricey. Oh, hey, and that's uh, that's Brownie over there. Oh, hi. And that hey. has been the Matter of Faction podcast, where we will catch you again very soon. Bye, Brownie. Bye, <laughs> Brownie.
You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.